Well, a very good morning to you all. Welcome to Church at 10. Lovely to see you this morning. Uh, this is a, a communion service as well. Uh, our theme this morning is Confidence Through Compassion as we continue our series. And Ursula is preaching to us this morning. Uh, do be praying for Ursula. She's quite short of breath uh, and had a, a bit of a rough week. So let, let's do be praying for Ursula. She approaches the sermon a little bit later on. Uh, Sue and Claire are leading us in song this morning. So let's get to our call to worship and there will be uh, some words on the screen that I invite you to join in with as we begin our time of worship together this morning. Let us worship God who has done great things. We rejoice in our God who made a way through the desert of this world. Let us worship God, who has caused streams of mercy to flow in the wasteland. We are the people God has formed through Christ. We worship him and we rejoice. And so let us worship God in spirit and in truth. We praise God for the grace that has saved us. Alleluia we rejoice. So let's stand if you're able and join in our song of our great and awesome God and we begin with the hymn, Blessed Assurance, Jesus is Mine. Let's stand and sing together.
carry on worshipping and we're going to sing a, a favourite children's song, Our God is a Great Big God. If anybody wants to join me at the front to do the actions, you're very welcome. I don't mind doing them on my own, but if you want to join me, <laughs> that's absolutely fine. Let's sing, Our God is a Great Big God. God is a great big God. I should think. Do sit down. Do sit down. So we're going to say some words now. Have acknowledged our God as a great big God. We worship our almighty God. We're going to come before him in confession now and say sorry to him. And so we say these words together. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, 
Through Christ our Lord. Amen. God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, Jesus Christ, to save us from our sins, to be our advocate in heaven and to bring us to eternal life. So we come before him to confess our sins in penitence and faith, firmly resolved to keep God's commandments and to live in love and peace with all. And so do join in the words in bold type. Come, let us return to the Lord and say, Lord our God, in our sin we have avoided your call. Our love for you is like a morning cloud, like the dew that goes away early. Have mercy on us, deliver us from judgment, bind up our wounds and revive us. In Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. May Almighty God, who sent his Son to save sinners, bring you his pardon and his peace, now and forever. Amen. Do have a seat as we um, explain how things are now for the children and young people. Uh, Marie, very kindly, is uh, doing a craft table there at the back. Uh, Rachel is having a, a well-deserved Sunday off. So Marie's there for... Uh, primary age children, um, are welcome to go and do that with Marie on the craft table there. Uh, and Debbie and Jack are leading a group for uh, young people, so that's 11 to 15 year olds are going out with uh, Debbie and Jack to their own group this morning. So uh, let's pray for uh, children and young people as they go and do their activities now. Let's lift them to the Lord. Father, we thank you for each and every young person and child here today. Each is precious to you. Each is loved by you. And so, Lord, as they go now to do what they're doing, uh, we pray, Lord, that you would speak into their hearts of your love and your plan for their lives. And bless their leaders too, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so uh, they'll be going off now. Uh, do come and share with us later what you've been doing. That's absolutely fine. So as I said at the start, the theme this morning is uh, confidence through compassion, uh, and Ursh is going to be speaking to us on that topic uh, in a few minutes. Uh, but we're going to sing uh, a song that speaks about that now. Uh, it's a song that you, you may or may not know, but it's a lovely song, uh, and it's called Everyone Needs Compassion, a love that's never failing. So would you like to stand and sue or lead us in song now?
So, Father, as we approach your word and as we hear your, your word read and your word preached, may our hearts be open to you and what you want to say to us. Amen. Amen. Do have a seat. Uh, Rich is going to bring our reading and Anersha will be preaching to us. The reading is from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 38, verses 1 to 13. This is on page 801 in the Church Bible. Jeremiah thrown into a cistern. Shephatiah, son of Matan, Gedaliah, son of Pasha, Jeokal, son of Shalimiah, and Pasha, son of Malkiah, heard what Jeremiah was telling all the people when he said, This is what the Lord says. Whoever stays in this city will die by the sword, famine or plague. But whoever goes over to the Babylonians will live. They will escape with their lives. They will live. And this is what the Lord says. This city will certainly be given into the hands of the army of the king of Babylon, who will capture it. Then the officials said to the king, This man should be put to death. He is discouraging the soldiers who are left in this city, as well as all the people, by the things he is saying to them. This man is not seeking the good of these people, but their ruin. He is in your hands, King Zedekiah answered, the king can do nothing to oppose you. So they took Jeremiah and put him into the cistern of Malkiah, the king's son, which was in the courtyard of the guard. They lowered Jeremiah by ropes into the cistern. It had no water in it, only mud, and Jeremiah sank down into the mud. But Ebed-Melech, a Cushite, an official in the royal palace, heard that they had put Jeremiah into the cistern. While the king was sitting in the Benjamin gate, Ebed-Melech went out of the palace and said to him, My lord the king, these men have acted wickedly in all they have done to Jeremiah the prophet. They have thrown him into a cistern where he will starve to death when there is no longer any bread in the city. Then the king commanded Ebed-Melech the Cushite, Take thirty men from here with you, and lift Jeremiah the prophet out of the cistern before he dies. So Ebed-Melech took the men with him and went to a room under the treasury in the palace. He took some old rags and worn-out clothes from there and let them down with ropes to Jeremiah in the cistern. Ebed-Melech the Cushite said to Jeremiah, Put these old rags and worn-out clothes under your arms to pad the ropes. <coughs> Jeremiah did so, and they pulled him up with the ropes and lifted him out of the cistern. And Jeremiah remained in the courtyard of the guard. This is the word of the Lord. Shall we? 
Lord, we lift Ursula to you now and ask that you strengthen her, uphold her as she speaks your word to us. And may we hear and obey in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Um, I'm glad I didn't have to read that passage. <laughs> well done, Richard, for those names. I don't know about you, but I've, I've probably read the book of Jeremiah several times over the years, but I have to admit that that little scenario we've just read um, totally escaped me. And yet there is a lot in it, isn't there? And we'll look at just a little bit of it today. As we come to the next in our series, based around the phrase confidence. This week, the phrase is confidence through compassion. I wonder what imagery and thoughts arise for you when you consider that phrase. Is it the tenderness of a mother nursing a sick child? Or the urge to do something to fight injustice? The feelings that sometimes overwhelm us when we watch television, particularly pictures of the Ukraine on the news. For each of us, those things that draw compassion from us may be different, may be colored by past experiences, knowledge, or relationships. Interestingly, although most of us, I guess, would readily ascribe compassion as one of the characteristics of Jesus, there are not that many references directly to the word compassion in the Bible. But although we don't find the word that often, or its translation, that frequently, I suggest that we see evidence of the compassion of God and of man to another in every book. And of course it's supremely portrayed by Jesus, isn't it, in the New Testament. And we'll just mention some examples of that later. The Oxford Dictionary definition of compassion is the feeling of emotion when a person is moved by suffering or distress of another and by the desire to relieve it, pity that inclines one to spare or to succor. And isn't that what we read of in our text today? We can imagine the scene. Jeremiah thrown into a deep pit, probably a disused water reservoir, and left there to starve to death by a king who could not stand up to his powerful princes or officials. But someone feels compassion. And a plot is hatched to help Jeremiah. And although he would remain a prisoner, his life would be spared if only he could be lifted out of the system. You might find this hard to believe, but in my very much younger days, I used to rock climb. I was never very good at it, because I don't like heights, which is, of course, a prerequisite for rock climbing. But anyone who has ever experienced the burns and bruises left after abseiling down a slope, the old-fashioned way, with just a rope wrapped around your body, will attest to how painful it is. And as I read this passage from Jeremiah, 
I wondered if it was past experience that caused Jeremiah's rescuers to suggest padding the rope with rags. Certainly, when I abseiled, I always made sure I had a lot of padding. And here, perhaps, is the first thought to draw from this text. Sometimes, it's our imagination that draws compassion from within us. But sometimes, it's past experience. Not many of us will have experienced life under bombing raids or occupations. But as we hear news reports and see pictures, our imaginations paint a narrative within us that draws compassion toward those who are suffering. And other times it's personal experience, isn't it? Of family illness, of bereavement that lead us to feelings of compassion for those who suffer. We identify with others in their suffering. But just an aside here, we need to be careful not to over-identify. Not to get caught up, because then we are not as effective. It's often a simple but oh-so-thoughtful act of kindness that leads to an outworking of compassion. It's a commitment to pray providing a meal or a phone call. We give what's to hand. But sometimes it's a corporate act that's needed. Maybe more than one person can give or provide. And what of Jesus? So often in the Gospels we read of the compassion, the outworking of compassion in Jesus' ministry. Jesus saw people as a whole. He saw people not so much defined as in categories, as males or females, Jews and Gentiles, foreigner or citizens, adults or children. Jesus saw people as individuals made in God's image, each a member of God's human family and a potential member of his spiritual family. The feeding of the crowd in Matthew 15. The blind receiving their sight in Matthew 30. The healing of the leper in Luke 1. And the raising of the dead in Luke 7. And there are many others as well where the gospel writers tell us that Jesus was moved by compassion to intervene in the life of the human. One writer has said, as it is used in the Bible, compassion means to be moved inwardly, to yearn with tender mercy, affection, pity, and sympathy. It refers to our deepest possible feelings. The phrase moved with compassion means to be moved in our inner organs. It has the same meaning as from the bottom of our hearts. And we use phrases sometimes, don't we, like gut-wrenching or sick to the, pity of, to the pit of my stomach to describe situations that seem so awful and move us deeply. It's that depth of feeling that can energize our compassion into action. The late Henry Nguyen reminds us that compassion asks us to go where hurts 
are, to enter into places of pain, to share in brokenness, fear, confusion and anguish. Compassion challenges us to cry out with those in misery, to mourn with those who are lonely and to weep with those in tears. Compassion requires us to be weak with the weak, vulnerable with the vulnerable, and powerless with the powerless. Compassion means full immersion in the condition of being human. So what does this mean for us here today at Christchurch? Compassion is an intrinsic aspect of God's nature, as demonstrated by Jesus during his earthly ministry. To borrow the words of Henry Nguyen, Jesus, although the Son of God, was fully immersed in the condition of being human. He could draw on his experience of life to empathise, to feel compassion for those around him. So too, we are called to show compassion to those around us. And there's another message for us here, isn't there? To feel compassion for the lost, those who face a lost eternity, surely our compassion for them should move us to evangelism. But as we have seen, it's not enough just to feel compassion. Compassion should and will move us to action, to alleviate suffering, to meet the needs of others, to journey for a while alongside those in pain. But there are times, aren't there, when we see a situation, a need, that feels overwhelming, far too heavy for one to carry alone. And that is the miracle of the body of Christ, functioning not as individuals but as a community. It demonstrates its cohesiveness and strength in action together. We are very rarely called to act alone. The prompting of the Holy Spirit will urge each of us to contribute a part of the whole. Imagine the power and beauty of a community that draws from the compassionate heart of God to move into action. I'm reminded of the murmuration of starlings, you know, that gathering of birds that flies together in the sky, and we're seeing some at the moment. Dazzling displays as the birds fly together in harmony. What a witness to the world, a community of believers that fly together in the wind of the Holy Spirit together would be. Can we? Dare we? Ask that we allow ourselves to be so transformed into such a community a community of compassion, a community where compassion is moved and breathes action. Dare we? Amen.
Thank you, Hirsten. Some lovely phrases in there, aren't there, to dwell on. And remember, maybe take note of. So as we think about what we've just heard and we're thinking through compassion, what that means for us individually and as a body, as a community. We're going to uh, listen to a song by Keith and Christine Getty called, simply called Compassion Hymn. Uh, again, you may or may not know it, and uh, as you hear it, hopefully you will be able to sort of, in a sense, join in with it, and maybe you can just listen, or if you want to sing as you hear it, that's absolutely fine. But as we hear this song, this hymn, uh, let's be praying that God will lead us more and more into compassion uh, as Jesus lived that out. So let's hear that now. Thank you. Yeah. There is an everlasting kindness you lavished on us when the radiance of heaven came to rescue the lost you called the sheep without a shepherd to leave their distress for your streams of forgiveness and the shade of your rest and with compassion for the hurting you reached out your hand as the lamb ran to meet you and the dead breathed again, you saw behind the eyes of sorrow and shared in our tears. Heard the sound of the weary, let the children draw
So we're going to continue in an attitude of prayer as I lead us in some intercessions. And today we're going to use the Lord's Prayer as the basis for our intercessions. Uh, the idea is that line by line we'll say the Lord's Prayer, and after each line or phrase I'm going to offer some intercessions based on that phrase. And the Lord's Prayer will be there on the screen behind me. So together we pray the first line of the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, your presence embraces us. You are a mighty God, and yet we can come to you as Father. Your home, your throne is in heaven, and yet you embrace a broken world. Indeed, you love the world so much you sent your Son to die for each one of us. His home was heaven too, and yet he came to be one of us. We pray for your presence to envelop the many vulnerable people who have fled their homelands and embarked upon treacherous journeys to find solace and safety in foreign lands. Today and tomorrow, hold their hands firmly and the hands of their families firmly in their pursuit for dignity and hope. And so we pray together the next line. Hallowed be your name. Lord, in a world where so many dishonour you, we honour your name this morning. Lord, help us not, ju not just to honour your name with our lips, but to honour you in every aspect of our lives. For those who feel forgotten and that no one knows their name. For the refugee for the persecuted, for the violated, for the abandoned, 
for the prisoner, for the homeless, for the addict and the orphan and many, many more. We pray, Jehovah Jireh, that they will hear you calling them by name. Please, Lord, reveal to them the characteristics in your name of love, mercy and justice. We pray the next line together. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. And so, Father in heaven, in whose name we pray, we pray for your peace to reign in this world. As wars rage and nations disagree with each other over how to tackle injustices and problems, we pray that your kingdom will come and your will be done among the nations. We pray the next line. Give us today our daily bread. God of provision. So many refugees are not just stranded in foreign countries, but hungry. Many have travelled for days and nights without bread and water. Aware of your ability to provide, we pray that you'll provide bread for the many famished refugees and all those who live in poverty, both in this country and abroad. Lord, help us also to remember that you provide for our needs and that all good gifts come from you. Help us to be generous with what you have given us, both materially and spiritually. We pray the next slide. And forgive us our sins. Forgive us those sins that have violated the humanity of others. Those sins that have rejected the outsider. Those sins that have prevented us from fully embracing the other. Those sins that have led to war and the threat of war. Those sins that have stopped us recognizing our own power and privilege. Those sins that have obscured the image of God reflected in us, his children. Praying the next line. As we forgive those who sin against us. Lord, as you forgive us, please help us to forgive others. Help us not to harbor resentments. And where hurts feel impossible for us to forgive, help us to come to you and ask you to help us embark on the road of forgiveness. Praying the next line together. Lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. The evil of doing nothing, watching with indifference, refusing, often because of our own prejudices or apathy, to make the necessary sacrifices to help the other. Deliver us, we pray, from such selfishness and collusion, and lead us not into the temptation of doing nothing. Praying, for yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory. Lord, we thank you that there will be a day when there is no more suffering, injustice and pain, and we pray for all those who are suffering those things right now. So take a moment in the quiet of your hearts to remember them before the Lord now. We praise you that your kingdom is coming in all its power and glory. 
and that you will reign in truth and justice on this earth. Help us to live day by day in that certain knowledge and hope and do all we can to reflect your kingdom values in our attitudes, in our relationships, and in our priorities. Forever and ever. Amen. And so we come to our offertory song as we prepare to take communion together. Here is bread, here is wine. Let's stand and sing together. Father, we thank you for all the gifts you pour upon us each day. And we bless these tokens of your grace and mercy in our lives. And we thank you for all that is given to the work of this church. Bless the work of our hands. Bless what is given, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
so we come to share the peace with each other. Remembering again, of course, to share in a COVID-friendly way. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you are called to peace. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Let's share the peace with each other. We're going to pray, <coughs> we're going to use Eucharistic prayer, E. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give thanks and praise. Father, you made the world and love your creation. You gave your Son, Jesus Christ, to be our Saviour. His dying and rising have set us free from sin and death. And so we gladly thank you, with saints and angels praising you and saying together, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. We praise and bless you, loving Father, through Jesus Christ our Lord. And as we obey his command, send your Holy Spirit that broken bread and wine outpoured may be for us the body and blood of your dear Son. On the night before he died, he had supper with his friends, and taking bread, he praised you. He broke it and gave it to them and said, Take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When supper was ended, he took the cup of wine. Again, he praised you and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Father, remember all that Jesus did. In him we plead with confidence his sacrifice made once for all upon the cross bringing before you the bread of life and the cup of salvation. We proclaim his death and resurrection until he comes in glory. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Lord of all life, help us to work together for that day when your kingdom comes 
and justice and mercy will be seen in all the earth. Look with favour on your people. Gather us in your loving arms and bring us with all the saints to feast at your table in heaven. Through Christ and with Christ and in Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honour and glory are yours, O loving Father, for ever and ever. Amen. And so we pray again the Lord's Prayer. As Jesus has taught us to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one bread. Draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that Christ died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith, with thanksgiving. And so we continue our custom for communion at this time, uh, taking the bread for the middle table and the wine from either side, and the non-alcoholic wine is at the table on that side of the church.
Body of Christ, keep you in eternal life. Amen. The blood of Christ, keep you in eternal life. Amen. And so we pray together this prayer following in communion. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen. Amen. Now, would the children or young people like to tell us what you've been doing this morning? Marie's coming up, I think. Well done, Marie. Come on up, children, if you want to, and tell us what you've been doing. There's a bit of shaking of her heads going on over there. Is Caden being brave? Oh, he's being brave, that's funny. Come on up to the microphone, Marie. There we go. managed to persuade Sophie to come and help me. So Sophie, do you want to say what we've been doing? Can you do that? Yeah. Um, we were looking at what Jesus meant to us and um, whether he was mad, bad or God and we like discussed it and yeah. Okay, brilliant. Yeah, we're doing, um, we're, we're doing a bit of youth alpha, although we're not calling it that. So yeah, today we were looking at, at who Jesus is and who Jesus is what Jesus means to us and uh, Jack talked to us a little bit about what knowing Jesus means to him as well um, at the end and yeah you came up with some great great ideas didn't you so yeah we had a good discussion time and we had popcorn and there's some left so I'll put it out at the table at the back so you can help us finish off the popcorn all right thanks Sophie Well done. Third Sunday of the month next week, so that means it's 9 o'clock communion, uh, and then we have an all-age service at 10.45, and it's Mothering Sunday. So you're welcome at uh, either or both of those. So let's stand and sing our final song, which is Christ Alone, Cornerstone. Let's stand and sing together.
And so go with this blessing. And stay for tea and coffee as well if you can to have a chat. But go with this blessing. Go now to serve Christ and to follow him. Let your old life fall like a grain of wheat into the earth, so that you may bear much fruit. As you allow God to reshape your heart and live in obedience to the law written within you. And may God center you in truth and steady your spirit. May Christ renew your joy and strengthen your will. And may the Spirit teach you God's hidden, hidden wisdom and fill you with songs of rejoicing. And so we go in peace to love and serve the Lord in the name of Christ.